This episode has been sponsored by MapHook. Hello and welcome to the gray area where I dispense advice and give interviews on relationships between gamers. My name is Genesee Gray and this is the 16th podcast in a weekly series titled Planes and Tank and Spank. Last week's episode was a conversation with Kim from Ladies of Leet on her podcast and co-hosts. Please visit www.genesee.com, the gray area homepage, and add to the forum discussion on this topic and to tell me your story. Today is Sunday, May 8th. And this week we speak with Santhos and Goshen, World of Warcraft players and PvP experts. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, how you doing? Hey. Thanks for the uh, expert deal in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zan, you're a good sport for doing this. I know you were uh, a little bit reluctant to come on and talk about it, but since I am not uh, a PvP god by any means, I definitely need some input from you guys. Thanks for having us, and uh, happy Mother's Day to all the moms back out there. Yeah, happy Mother's Day to everyone. Happy Mother's Day! Let's start with news of the week. Uh, for me, the new D&D box set called The Shadowfell, Gloomrot, and Beyond will hit the shelves on May 17th. It contains books, maps, a despair deck, and basically everything you need for this new campaign. So if you like D&D, you should check that out. Also, Mass Effect 3, uh, the release has been pushed back to the first three months of 2012, so unfortunately we'll have to hang on a little longer, which doesn't make me happy because I always really look forward to that. Also a reminder that Fable 3 for the PC will be released the 17th, which that will get me by maybe until Mass Effect 3 gets, gets uh, out. The Elder Scrolls series is releasing its 15th game called Skyrim that was following the ever-popular Oblivion game, which is kind of like a single-player role-playing game. It has really nice graphics and, I guess, 120 dungeons and five major cities you can explore. I think it really looks good from the demo. And that's set to release November of this year, so you can look for that. Uh, Zan might like this. The Halo Defiant map pack has been released. I don't know if you play that, but I think we've talked about Halo before in the past. So. Love shooting people. Can't get there enough of it. There you go. <laughs> now you have new terrain for people to die. Halo Reach. That sounds yeah. really good. Speaking of uh, new things this week, the uh, let's see, Call of Duty expansions. Their little maps for Black Ops just came out two days ago, I believe. Ooh. Okay. So it's a bunch of new uh, maps and some zombie quests and stuff like that. It's pretty awesome. Nice. Uh, the Portal 2 DLC, I'm sure everybody knows, is going to be released for free, so I don't know if you've played that yet. I'm kind of mm, three-quarters of the way through Portal 1, I guess, and uh, I'll try that then afterwards. Uh, that game is pretty hard. Portal 2 is, like, kicking my butt right now. <laughs> really? It's difficult? Are you doing co-op or just single? Like, co-op with a friend of mine. But it's really fun, though. Like, Portal 1, like, kicked my butt. It took me forever to actually beat it. I think uh, I'm on test chamber 18, which is supposed to be the hardest one, and I can only play it for like an hour at a time, and then I get carsick. <laughs> I have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the news for me this week. Um, I have launched the new website design for the gray area. I know, again, again. 
I think the old one looked a little bit like a bad Word document, so it definitely needed a new look, and this one's really sleek. I think you'll enjoy it. And I am also now the proud owner of the grayareapodcast.com. So you can reach uh, this episode through the usual channels, or you can go to that URL and find it there too. The reason for that is that this weekend is the launch of a new Dungeons & Dragons podcast called Death D4 Dishonor, which I will host, and it will feature Tinzian and the Geek Bits podcast crew. It will have its own website, deathd4dishonor.com, and will be a part of my network. You will get to hear its maiden episode next week, so look for that. And the new Genesee.com website now features t-shirts, which help support the podcast and are rather cool if I do say so. Several designs are up, and I will be designing a third, especially for Dragon Con, which I will be attending. I also had the privilege of being a guest on episode 70 of the Geek Bits podcast last week. The topic was an interview with me, talk about the HBO series Carnival, and a discussion on the zombie survival guide. Here's a clip of my interview there. All right, so, Genesee. <sighs> She's yes. on. Yes. She's in the hot seat. Uh, for those who don't know, Genesee is a host of a podcast called The Gray Area Podcast. Um, we had the good fortune to be guests, I think it was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure that everybody caught that because everybody wants to hear everything <laughs> that we're on. Exactly. Um, Most likely, yes. So rather than me butcher it, Genesee, why don't you tell us a little bit about what your podcast is about? Um, it's a podcast on gaming, but I'm trying to focus more on the relationships between people that game, not just uh, romantic ones, but uh, other relationships, because I think that's one of the main reasons that people end up playing online games or MMOs or things like that. It's the friends that they make and the different kind of ever-changing relationships they get into. So I have interviews with people, and we talk about gaming and you know things like that. I play games with Dan for the romance. <laughs> yeah, I think we all do. Right. Uh, I didn't know it was that popular. Well, he's a, he's such a, su- a smooth talker when you're in a 20 smooth- raid. Oh. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's like sucks you right in. Tank and when he plays tank, a female baby. character, it's just like tractor beam. <laughs> <laughs> so, Genesee, what what was your what was your inspiration for this? Like, uh, because when I when I first heard of it and was and was listening to some episodes and was reading about it. I was like, well, that's, I was thinking that's kind of a unique, you know, there's millions of gaming podcasts out there, but I was thinking yours is kind of a unique kind of focused area on gaming. How did you come up with that? Well, interestingly enough, uh, most of my friends tend to be online people that I've met and either gotten together with in person or, um, you know, ended up kind of maintaining that relationship through online channels. And I actually uh, met the person that I'm with, Tinzian, in World of Warcraft, and that's how we ended up getting together. So uh, so I've always been interested in, in just the, the things that people will say to you in chats online are just unreal compared to, you know, face-to-face interactions. And it's amazing. Oh, yeah. I put on my robe and wizard hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what kind of got me interested in it as far as podcasting. Uh, the people around me really like podcasts, so whenever we're traveling uh, and it's more than like 15 minutes, there's a podcast on. You, oh, yes. Yeah, usually it's like Analog Hole or The Morning Stream or You Guys or The Instance or, you know, Wow. The, the one, what was wow, the, we just got... Uh, the one you said before The Instance? The instance. Uh, Geek <laughs> Bits? Was it Geek Bits? Oh, uh, yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. Okay, I just want to that's make a good one. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a real good one. So I'm guessing you're a big fan of uh, Scott Johnson. 
Yes, definitely okay. so. I like Ladies Elite as well, but I ended up kind of, I think it was Analog Hole I was listening to and Chrissy Lou, and I just thought they were having such a great time, and I thought, hey, you know what, I can do this, this would be fun, I'd like to do this, so just kind of decided to start a podcast myself, and here I am. So when did you start listening to podcasts? Was it just something you just wanted to start doing, find it on iTunes? Was it, I mean, how did you start getting into podcasting and, you know, listening to the shows that you like? It was sort of forced on me, like I said. They're, oh, they're oh, wow. playing it around me, you know. You will no ride in the no. car, Remember and no we're going to have this podcast on, so I hope you enjoy it, you know. Gotcha. And there's certain ones I kind of gravitated toward more than others, and then, you know, when I'm here by myself, I'll just listen to them. Yeah, Geek Bats, of course. <laughs> Some people are more active on Twitter than others. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I really enjoy your concept on the show because I think everybody's got a story of how they play games and learning how people get together because you know like we've said before Dave we never would have known had it not been for World of Warcraft and then on right. you know your end your significant other you found through playing video games and I don't think a lot of people understand that so I actually think it was an ex it's an excellent idea for a podcast a yes. really really Thank good you. one I really uh, smart thinking and now I'm and smacking myself for not thinking about it myself. I know. <laughs> and it also, I think, us being a guest on there and, like, the basis of our podcast, it kind of fits us to a T because once we all met each other face-to-face and lived in the same town when we were going to college, we've moved several places since we all live close to each other. And the one way that we stay together or stay in touch pretty much religiously almost every night is either online or through gaming. If it wasn't for that, I don't know how much... You know, I don't think we ever call each other on the phone. You know, yeah. it's <laughs> I'll send a text every once in a while. Yeah, but it's more like, are you getting on or tonight? And it's been, it's everything from, I think when I first moved up here and we started really playing games together, we were doing Xbox Live, crappy Xbox Live chat, trying mm. to do stuff. On the original Xbox, like we were playing WoW, but we were talking on old Xbox Live. <laughs> and then we, you know, eventually tried TeamSpeak and then Ventrilo, and then we've moved to Skype since then. But like I said, like Dave, for example, I've known Dave for two years before I met him and probably know almost everything about him, but never met him face to face until HooperCon 2011. Right. <laughs> I even I even know Dave's inseam, and I had never met him until just a couple wow. years ago. No, I didn't know that. How he knew that, I have. Oh, I, found, I, Googled I Googled it. I Googled it. <laughs> It's all over the web. Yeah, all over the web. So you fancy yourself a gamer. So fancy like myself a gamer. <laughs> that a so challenge? I would like to know. No, well, no, 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 because you'll beat me. Don't worry. I try to act like I'm good at games, but I suck. Eat. But uh, <laughs> what are some of your favorite games, and how did you get into gaming? Because you know, it's funny, and it's the whole stereotypical thing of. You don't find a lot of women gamers. Uh, I think it's more prevalent now that we have the internet and whatnot because the people I follow and things like that, um, they, they're they gamers. They're, they're girl gamers. Nicole Svag, Veronica Belmont, Felicia Day, people like that. But they're more in the you know the spotlight. Uh, Jessica there. Chobot. So how did you uh. get into gaming and what was some <laughs> of your favorite – what are some of your favorite games that you like to play? I've always been, ever since I was a kid, kind of into the PS3s, the Nintendo, the whole thing, you know, Sonic mm-hmm. this, whatever. Um, but I think Anarchy Online was my first MMO, as sad wow. as that is. So I played that for a while and then uh, didn't realize that they were 
kind of better graphics out there. And, and then I moved, you know, I moved to Second Life and was completely overwhelmed. And then I said, I, I don't, can't afford to play here anymore. Right. Yeah. So I moved to World of Warcraft then, and I've been playing since Vanilla WoW um, pretty much the whole way. And now Word. Rift and the rest of it. And so you're a big MMO player. That's what got you in was the MMOs. Yes, I think so. Um, I, you know, as a single person a long time ago, you get kind of bored and lonely at the end of the day, and it's seven o'clock, and you sit down, and you go, oh, I don't feel like going out. Well, you know what? There's an MMO, and there's a lot of people on, and you can play a game and talk to people. It's kind of a nice social outlet for the lame, <laughs> the lame like me. You're <laughs> such a nerd. Yeah. And apparently, there's like 11 million of us, dude. Right. 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 We are 11 million strong. Going, <laughs> I don't know. Oh. <laughs> cool, cool. So, do you play any console games? Are you? Um, what are some of your favorite console games? I have a PS3, but I, I hardly ever use it. Um, I like the Wii. I have a lot of that stuff, and nobody uses a- their PS3 now. <laughs> Not now, now. Yeah, no. Exactly. It has a pretty like winking Sony. light. <laughs> I have a Wii, and when friends come over, we play. You know, like rock band and stuff like that and bowling Wii and, and things like that but um, you know I miss the old days of the Nintendo and the Sega and stuff like that and, and I don't feel as drawn to the Xbox and the PS3 as I did the older stuff so I'm more of a PC sit down you know Bioware all that stuff um, gotcha. Two Worlds you know I'm, I'm a big Steam fan let's just say that Oh yeah. what's on Steam today? Yes um, Steam is excellent Well Genesee with the uh, large um wide range of gamers now that are out there especially like we mentioned 11 million people or or plus that play wow now um do you have a hard time getting people to open up about their conversations or their gaming experience as far as their relationships go or do you have you know a hard time finding guests for the show or things like that or just people because a lot of times people escape to mmos because they don't you know they don't like you know what the how they are in the real world a lot of times or they want to just have a second personality do you get people Mm -hmm. to be honest with you and you know and and pretty much you know open up to you when they're on the show i think so because you have to understand that i'm talking to them in electronic format so they can they can be the person that they are in the game with me because we're talking on skype usually um so people are really willing to open up and i'm surprised how generous they are with how much they'll share and and they love to talk about guilds and the relationships (laughs) that they have there and you know the people they play with in their parties and all that stuff so people have been pretty great about talking about that as far as guests it's difficult sometimes because i am only on i think episode 15 now so you know i'm not out there for everybody to say oh yeah i'd like to do that so it's hard sometimes to get people, um, and I've said on my podcast before, and I've said to you, all my friends are like, no, we won't answer your call, we will not be on your podcast, we don't want to talk about our gaming relationships, and you're going to lose my relationship. I'll, yeah. you know. I'll do it, I'll, I'll hold myself out, I'll be on any time. Yeah. Woohoo! Yeah. No, I think, it's, uh, I think it's awesome, I just, I like that your show, like, puts a positive spin on the relationships, because... MMOs, especially, uh, you know, in, in gaming, has such a. I mean, it's it's cool to be nerd. You know, nerd is a new cool now, as as, as Jeff Kanata says. But um, you know, everybody wants to be a geek, and, and but gaming and MMOs to the to the muggles, 
to yes. the you know to the to the mass majority of the world still has this very negative connotation you know a big fat dude sitting in his parents basement you know and mm-hmm. who has no friends and whatever but it's such a great way to meet people mm-hmm. and and you know but back in the old days you know our parents and they were crazy kids they would go out to the to the you know to the sock hop or whatever or to the, or, or to the yogurt shop and they would hang out you know and they would they would meet people but you know times they are a changing and 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 this is and and it's like our parents with a bunch of greasers or so my mom was a pink lady okay yeah i'm just saying but um you know times are changing and the way we meet people and the way we interact people have has changed and and MMOs, I mean, or, or in gaming is a great way to actually meet people. Like we said with Dave, I, I've known Dave for probably a couple years at least, at least. And I had never met him until two or three weeks ago. So um, we, we've made so many friends uh, through WoW specifically that like, like Dan said, you know, with Dave, we just never would have known them at all. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's kind of friendship that's gone beyond the game, whereas now... You know, we talk we talk on Skype even when we're not playing a game. So I mean, you know, we brought you know we we met Dave and now he podcasts with us. Whereas before we just played WoW with him, and so it's kind of uh, it's kind of evolved. And it's just I'm, I like that your show just puts a positive spin on the relationships, and, and and especially you. I mean, you're you're the you're the trophy story. You know, you met your husband on WoW. <laughs> Without WoW, you wouldn't be married. Well, you might. I mean, I don't remember. That came out wrong. Uh, yeah, well, it would have been. I didn't mean right. that. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be surprised how Sorry. small the world is right now. I mean, just because of Skype and, you know, TeamSpeak and Ventrilo and all the rest of that stuff. I mean, I have friends in Alaska. I have friends in Australia. It, you know, it doesn't necessarily matter where you live. You can still hang out with people and get to know people from all over the world now and it's not really limited to what you look like or where you are who you end up being friends with which is so odd but just the way it is yeah that's true i gotta agree i'm with matt everybody puts this negativity on gaming and on mmos and especially you know people locked up just playing a game all day but they don't understand that there are 11 million people playing the same game yeah. i mean we met met kelt uh who's from canada and he's become a great friend oh he was and, awesome and I we never him. would have met uh, i'm using their world of warcraft names morthis uh who is friends with travis we wouldn't have been able to keep up with our friend travis or mark or uh phil you know all these guys that we know for a long time if it wasn't for video games so yeah Completely agree. I love the way your show does that because it's something that I don't think people, they take lightly and don't understand that, you know, a bunch of relationships have been formed. And it's funny because you listen to Scott Johnson and on the instance, I mean, their guild, uh, AIE, is 5,000 strong, something like Mm -hmm. that. And they have meetups across the country, uh, things like that. And they've done this all through, you know, just playing MMOs and meeting all these new people. So it's, it's really, really cool that your show talks about the good parts of gaming <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> take you. a negative shot and i like it too because uh like obi was saying a couple episodes back about the guild drama uh mm-hmm. because if you're a gamer and you listen to somebody else talk about the same things that are happening there that we've dealt with on our own and it's like ah finally somebody totally understands how you feel very universal <laughs> very yeah, universal exactly yeah. so it's it's really cool it's really really cool uh, so, Genesee, if you were a color, what would it be? 
<laughs> I, I was gonna fit it in right there. At the end. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, anybody got any more questions? Anything? Well, uh, you know, actually, um, I just wanted to say it's it kind of goes beyond gaming too, like. Um, even with the Xbox Live, uh, the Netflix party viewing, which we've we like to partake of, that's a great way to to kind of hang out. I guess what I'm thinking of is um, like uh, about a month ago, uh, my wife was hanging out, uh, went out with the girls. My son was staying with my parents, so I was I was at home by myself on a Saturday night, which never happens. So I just texted Dan, and it was it was such a weird thing to say, but I said, Hey, do you want to hang out virtually tonight? <laughs> Whereas, like, like college, you know, we live so close, we would have just gone over to each other's apartments or whatever. But we don't have that now. We're we're like two hours away from each other. So we said, you know, and by that I meant, do you want to get on Skype and either uh, play a game? Do you want to get on Xbox Live and watch a movie? And we're talking to each other, and you know, that way I I get to hang out with my buddy, and I don't have to look at him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have to put my pants on. Right. Exactly. No, he doesn't put his pants on over here either. Right. So, I mean, HooperCon, I was free balling the whole weekend. No, but. Whoa. Whoa. PG 13. Yeah. Bring it down. Reported. <laughs> Go ahead. No, but um, so that's, I mean, that's just a great way. I mean, it, it just even goes further than gaming, uh, just being able to hang out and meet people. Um, like, uh, Genesee, I mean, we've been talking to you a lot lately, and mm-hmm. we hadn't, you know, uh, we've known you for a couple weeks now, I guess, and we kind of met through podcasting. But it's still over the internet, and it's still, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we, without podcasting, we never would have known you. And, and what's great is Genesee will be at DragonCon. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and to meet Genesee and her yeah. husband and hopefully some of her friends from her guild. I thought a couple of them said they were going to go too. Yes, a couple of oh, them okay. are going to go, which would be great. Awesome. So we're going to have a big Geek Bits and Gray Area podcast meetup. Yes, so. that's the plan. Awesome. And, and Genesee, I don't know if you know, but uh, the, there's going to be a, the Geek Bits guys are going to be there. They're going to have a panel. Uh, yeah, I did hear that. It was going to be in the hallway, 26. right? Yeah, room 611. Okay. So if you want to interview us, we'll be there. Yeah, we'll be there. If you want to do a spot for your show, something like that, you know, we're, we're always down for that stuff. Maybe we should record an episode. Name I think it panel, would be very fun. How not to podcast. Exactly. How about how many people can you fit into a room? That would be a good uh, panel. That would be good. If you enjoyed that and want to hear the entire episode, you can visit geekfits.net and check that out. Something that might be of note, I'm going to be hosting my mp3 files for the podcast on a different uh, server soon, and so the RSS is going to change from where it is currently. I will be emailing iTunes and trying to get them to change that so that there should be no interruption between when you pull down the podcast, but if you should have any issues with RSS, you can always go to Genesee.com and you can find uh, the episodes right there, and please let me know if you do have an issue so I can make sure that I correct that. So what do you guys have been up to this week? Zan, let's start with you. What's your news of the week? Well, actually, uh, well, my little kid had her birthday a couple of days ago. And she pirate. got Dance Central on uh, Xbox Connects, <laughs> which is really crazy. Uh, it basically maps your body movements, unlike the Wii, where it just does your hand. Okay. So it sees like everything that you're doing, and uh, it's just... It's just awesome. It teaches you how to dance. I mean, from the beginner all the way up to, you know, a pro dancer, you can set the difficulty level and just party it up. Excellent. Should be the dancing queen by age eight. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty funny to watch. You have to, like, move really slow for that game, though. No, not at all. Uh, 
we had eight kids over here doing it at the same time and uh like it picks up whoever's in front so they would just take turns jumping in and out and it captured them pretty good so does it just have a width that it sees within like how do you know that it's just yeah the setup for the connects you set it up and basically it uh it pans out to you know how big your living room kind of is and then it tells you where to stand for the best uh picture oh. you can also see yourself on the screen so if your head's like cut off the top you know you back up a little bit <laughs> okay so yeah it's it's an awesome system i mean i think it's kicking the wee's butt as far as uh you know no controller thing goes mm-hmm. yeah that's the next generation of where things are gonna go i think awesome so what about you, Goshen? Any new game-wise? Mortal news? Kombat. Mortal Kombat. That's, yes, I love that game so much. I actually thought it was going to be really stupid, just because it made so many. Uh-huh. But it's really awesome. Fatalities are really cool, and they actually have babalities again, <laughs> and that's really awesome. I'm still trying to learn how to do the fatalities, though. But I love the game so far. How does it compare to the older version? I like it better than, like, the Mortal Kombat Ultimate or whatever that came on Xbox had all the characters. Mm-hmm. That was kind of weak. They really didn't do a lot of it. But this new version for Xbox is actually pretty BA. Like, I just... I like it so much. I really thought it was going to be dumb. And I'm normally not a huge fighting games fan. Mortal Kombat actually came through. Excellent. I've heard good things about it. I haven't played it myself yet, but, but I'll have to look at it if it's that good. Play it at work. You and played it at work? Yes, like we have it in our break room. Everyone sets. Like, it's actually look good in front of them. Online, I set them. Everyone online beats me. So, are you guys on a team together? Because I- I've heard you kind of talking about the PvP stuff and the battlegrounds. Do you play as a team, or, or what is that? How do you guys know each other? Uh, how we know each other? I met Goshen about 21 years ago. Oh my gosh. We grew up in the same neighborhood. It was about that long. Yeah, and he's actually the uh, the guy who got me started playing World of Warcraft. Uh, well, naturally, we started a team together and been doing PvP since. So I know you play World of Warcraft. Anything else, um, Goshen, that you play as far as um, like MMOs or online games? I don't really play any other MMOs. Like every time I've tried, it really doesn't work because I can't give it the time. But yeah. uh, I play Steam a lot. And I play StarCraft 2. Um, ah. like the highest I am is Silver and uh, E3, but it's actually a pretty fun game. Like, not a lot of people play it anymore. Like, all the, a lot of the casual people left, so now it's like a lot harder than it was when I first started. Xanthos was asking me about what Steam was earlier. I think now it's probably a good time to explain that. Um, I just, I guess, assume the listeners know, but. Um, you know how you use Curse Gaming to, a lot of people do, to update their add-ons? It's kind of like an intermediary where everything's on it, all the different lists of everything. It's kind of like that, except for gaming instead of add-ons. It's an intermediary program where they have a bunch of things that you can download. You pay Steam, and then each one's a different cost, but they range kind of anywhere between like $5 and like $20. And you can download directly from Steam onto your computer, so you don't have to go out... You know, when Portal 2 is released, you don't have to go out and buy the box of Portal 2. You can just go to Steam and hit, you know, pay them, hit download, and it'll be on your computer in, you know, an hour or two. 
So that's that's kind of the thing with Steam, and, and they're really good about offering you discounts. Um, they have like a featured game every week, and that's on sale, and they make packs of games and stuff like that. So it's a really nice way for the lazy people who don't feel like going out to a GameStop or something to get the games that they want. And you don't have to pay anything to have Steam. You just, I believe, you just have to pay for the game itself. It's free to register. No, you're right. The cool thing about it as well is if you have more than one computer, so a lot of people have desktops and laptops, you can use your Steam account on all of your computers. You can play TF2 on your desktop, and then you can play on your laptop if you want to go downstairs. Oh, wow. So you're not installing in multiple places or carrying around discs. Like, it's pretty cool. Some games on it even have a cloud where you can just keep your saved games. Not all of them do, but some of them do. Yeah, a lot of them do. Like, it's it's pretty cool. I mostly play uh, Team Fortress 2 on there. And this game called War Games is kind of like the 80s movie where the guy to go over the computer. It's really stupid. Oh, it's like, yeah, yeah, Matthew <laughs> Roger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like oh, five, it's five bucks on sale, and I bought it. And a friend <laughs> and I was like, I have to buy this, and so we bought it together. And I still, like, play it randomly, but I just want to waste, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> Do you want to play? <laughs> yeah, I love that. Like, it, I don't know, it's just like the game. It is, I don't know, it, it's really fun. It's completely stupid and, like, so minimal, but it, it's really fun to play. And there are always people online for it, too, even though it's, like, a pretty old game. A lot of the games on Steam are kind of like that. I mean, they're sort of like, if you ever played the old Marble Madness, they're sort of that version of... Yeah. You know, like, you can do that. I play something called Torchlight, which is, you know, minimal graphics, kind of just fun to play, but it's not anywhere near, like, you know, an art role-playing game like uh, any of the Mass Effects or any of the um, World of Warcraft. It's just kind of one of those fun things you do just to kill time. So they have a lot of that stuff, too. It's pretty neat. You should check it out. That definitely will. Gives me an excuse to buy a new mouse. So, uh, Goshen, you said you play World of Warcraft. When did you start doing that? Like, what what uh, expansion of World of Warcraft? I started playing in vanilla, like, I think it was, what was it, like, 2006, maybe, 5 Mm-hmm. And it was because of a friend at work. I played EverQuest, and I played Ashron's Call in college, and I kind of gave up on them just because my personality, I can't always have to finish, and there's never a finish. <laughs> yeah. So I was at work, and WoW came out, and everyone was talking about WoW, and I didn't play it for, like, months and months, and this dude at work just kept talking to me about it, I'm like, oh, alright, and I started playing. I started as Alliance, like, way back when, but in Vanilla, all Paladins were healers at 60, and so I was like, screw that, and then I went Horde, and I pretty much haven't been back. I've been, like, a Horde Shaman since, like, the very end of Vanilla, starting, like, TVC. Oh, for the horde, boo! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about you, Zan? What a Warcraft guy! Tell me how you started with that. Actually, not many years. So I try to not keep that in my brain because it would make me just seem like I'm retarded for still playing. But uh, right at the end of Vanilla, when people started uh, getting ready for Burning Crusade, I jumped in and got to level sixty, and then was all excited for about two weeks. And then Burning Crusade came out. So, okay. uh, yeah, not too long, I guess. I'm really surprised uh, that you didn't start on like a PvP server. Why did you pick PvE since you seem to? Oh, I actually did. Oh, you did. Oh. Yeah, I was. Uh, I played for a long while uh, before I actually jumped on Cargoth because I didn't know about server transfers and all that stuff because I was so new. And uh, I started on PvP server, but once I wanted more than like two characters, trying to level on a PvP server like really quickly just became a pain in the butt. So. 
I switched over. Then also, uh, Craig was on Cargaff, so I came over to Cargaff just to play with people that I know. So, do you ever just do the regular questing? Um, I was really surprised I got on the other day. I guess I'd been off uh, WoW for maybe like two months, and 4.1 came out, and I wanted to, to come see the new content. And I'm talking to you yesterday, and I, and I said, oh, you know, I just finished all the, the, the quests in Stranglethorn, and I'm ready to go into Zulgarub now. And you're like, quests in Stranglethorn? I'm like, what? You've been yeah. playing forever. <laughs> Hello? No, I've uh, I've only raided and uh, PvP. Like questing is, I don't know. Uh, I hate questing. Like just to level up, and like actually my last two characters, I leveled just by uh, doing battlegrounds. So oh. yeah, I haven't quested in forever. <laughs> not not an achievement person, really. No, I can't wait till my kid gets older so I can just make her do it. <laughs> like just do all the quests for me. <laughs> Look, this is an herb. Click on it. <laughs> do you do professions? Or lots. Uh, no. No? Okay, just earn money from Battlegrounds. It's not a bad way. Yeah, with mm. the new honor boost, you can uh, buy a bunch of stuff like mats and stuff for professions, and then just go ahead and sell them in the auction house to make your money back, so... I only ever played um, PvP just basically so I could go shopping. Like that, <laughs> <laughs> that was my goal, is to get enough um, arena points so that I could go and buy gear, rather than sit there and, and try to... Um, you know, you, you can't always get things out of a dungeon that you need at a couple levels, so that was pretty much my thing. Goshen, are you a big PvP player as well? Mostly PvE. Okay. Like, I, I PvP with, uh, with Balin or Zan, and I don't know, I, I really think it's fun. It's like one of the... I think it makes you better at PvE, just because it's so reactionary. In PvE, a lot of things are very scripted, but for healing, I'm a healer in, in PvP and PvE. And you just learn a lot of skills. You learn how to look at people, how to get people up fast. It it would help out a lot of healers and raids if they actually arena. It teaches you all of your abilities. Like as a healer in a raid, normally you're using like three spells around three or four maybe. But in arena, you have to use everything your class has to survive. So it's a good skill to have. Well, it would definitely up your situational awareness, which a lot of healers seem to have issues with in. Uh, oh my god! Yes. In raids. <laughs> Man. It's easy to get total vision just because you're looking at the health bars. You really—it's hard to watch the health bars and the other stuff that's going on at the same time. That's why I became a tank. It got so boring just sitting there watching that or grid or whatever you use, and just oh, I'm gonna click this now and this button now, and you know, like you're just sitting there. Like I'd watch Netflix and just like hail like raids, like in uh, Wrath of the Lich King or whatever. And it's like it just got so boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was a paladin for a run, so... <laughs> yeah, that's always fun. Are you ready to pull? San! 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 Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm halfway through this movie! Go on! Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> but I do enjoy tanking, it's a lot more fun. A lot more involvement. And then you're so important, because you're like the only like tank there for the most part, mm -hmm. so like people need you. That's right. So, Gosh Goshen, I'm assuming that you play a healer then by that talk, or what classes do you play? Uh, my main is a Resto Shaman, but I have a Mage and I have a Pally as well. He's only prod. He has a red spec, but it's really crabby and I completely suck at it. So, it's just there for show. Okay. And I have a... I don't know, my Mage is the funnest. And now they change Arcane. Oh my gosh. It's so awesome. It's just... Oh, uh, the DPS is so... It's so nuts. If you had to choose wish... for Battlegrounds, what would you pick of your characters? 
I picked my DK. He's actually the funnest one in Battlegrounds. He's a blood DK, mm. and he has all this tank stuff. He's like 352 item level. So, pretty much, he's unstoppable for a while. So, I can like tank a whole group of players for a long time. Pretty much, keep them from capping. As long as the team doesn't suck, like, when. So, I can defend something like by myself as long as the forces come. All my other characters is like, eh. My DK, I feel like I'm in <laughs> charge of everything that's going around me. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. That's true. He's the funniest in Battlegrounds, dude. Especially if you're blood spec too. Like you just uh, don't die. And people get exactly. so angry because like, you just heal yourself back up. You can, like they, you can't understand them because they're a different faction, but you know that they're just getting mad at you. Just, and then you I notice, know, like they notice like ten seconds later because you see them trying to like run away from you. Like, oh my god, this guy's not gonna die. And just like run away from you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what would you say your favorite battleground is and why? Goshen, why don't you go first? For me, it's Warsong Gulch, and that's because of Vanilla WoW. Like, when I gave up on my Paladin, I stopped at 49, I basically gave him a 49 tween, and all I did was Battlegrounds. And I met, like, one of my best WoW friends in there, and, like, when I switched forward, that was the only person I missed. But ever since then, I just played Warsong Gulch forever and ever and ever, and I love it so much. You met your Maybe friend in, in Warsong Gulch because no one ever talks when I'm in there except to say, You suck! Stop capping this! <laughs> like, that's all I ever read whenever I'm in. I mean, Warsong Gulch isn't so bad except, you know, hey, block this, block that. But it's more, um, I guess, Ultrac Valley AV where I hear, you know, stop capping this and you guys are idiots! But, you know, defend this! So I'm surprised you actually met someone you liked in there that talked to you. Well, in Vanilla, like, it was just all servers, so it was Kargoth against Kargoth, and we, through 40, like, leveling through 40, there was, I can't remember his name right now, he doesn't play anymore, but we noticed we get matched together a lot, and we're like, oh my gosh, you're in here again, you're in here again, and then we were like, <laughs> about a year, we are like, we just came really close, and we, every time we just do together, it was just completely random that I met this guy, he wasn't even gilded, like, he'd be a noob in, in most circles, but he was just... Completely fun and so real. I don't know, he's a fun guy. I mean, he used to just rape and, and vanilla. I love playing it and vanilla. Zan, how about you? Uh, I think I'm a big fan of AB. I think Warsong Gulch is for too, but uh, I just like AB because there's more people you run around, uh, busy the whole time. It seems like you're always trying to do something, like not too much sitting around. I don't like around at Warsong unless you're holding the flag. I don't know, man. I'm a defender, so, like, sometimes <laughs> I'll sit in the flag room and just, like, just guard it. You can win Warsong by controlling the middle. Yeah, that's true. But some people are just so horrible at that. They just let the flag guy, like, run right past you. It's like, oh, the druid's right there. Get him. Yeah. But no one sees him. Do you remember when we did it that one day? It was like, you just kept getting the flag over and over and over, and we would just run around and, like, hide because the horde had ganked the drop-off point. (laughs) And we would hide. It went 20 minutes. We're, like, hiding upstairs, waiting, you know, to turn the flag in, and (laughs) that was not Just waiting around. Yeah, because we had, like, yeah, it's just sometimes, like you said, there's there's no teamwork anymore. It's people on there, like, oh, you just suck so much. And, you know, if one guy said something and everyone listened to it, it'd be a lot easier. But it doesn't work that way, ever. What's that spawn yeah. point in um, AB where you're never ever supposed to take it because it makes the horde have to um, resurrect like farther back or something like that, and so everyone leaves it there just so the game goes quicker? I cannot remember what it is. It's one of the tower areas, and 
Is it Stonehearth? I don't remember. I remember one. Is it Stonehearth? Oh, wait. You guys are... Well, there's one that's different yeah, from Horde. Because we both play Ally and Horde. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, but it's basically in the middle. I remember yeah. um, killing the the uh, resurrector there and everybody in the entire battleground like screaming at me because now it was going to be just longer you know i had no idea i saw him standing there and i thought okay well i'll kill this guy no 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 yeah no from uh from the horde side is stone hearth you don't want to take that because everyone like groups up and then you know it's just a big turtle and it's sitting around for reinforcements to dwindle down everyone's so pissed and yeah. battlegrounds yeah battlegrounds aren't as no, fun as they used to be like, I never knew the Alliance had a, a graveyard like that. Cause the one the Horde hates, the Alliance normally goes for that one. So I never knew you guys had a bad place to spawn in there. We have a bad place to kill your your respawner because then I I don't know I don't know I don't play it enough to know. But uh, obviously I'm not <laughs> killing anyone play except players ever again. That's all. <laughs> it calls the funnel effect, and everyone just runs into this you know massive. Guys, right? So the fight just ends up in the middle, and no one gets to the generals to kill those guys. It's just a BS. Usually, I just run to yeah. the general now and just wait until everyone decides to go in, or else I'll just camp there, um, kind of at the entrance near the um, towers, and get people as they try to take certain points. I'll just stealth. <laughs> as a rogue, I just stealth and wait for someone to try to to take a flag, and then I just kill them. That's basically all I do. You should do your job. So. That is a rogue. Let's get ready for questions! So let's move on to questions from listeners. Um, I'm going to answer a listener question, and then you guys can add your two cents and help out with that, okay? Cool. Brian asks, I've been playing Battlegrounds for a while now and still don't understand how some of the scoring works. I'll break it down for you. Number one, when you return or capture a flag, do you receive more honor? And does your whole team get the honor if so? Um, I'm just going to do this point by point because it gets confusing otherwise. Uh, for number one, if you return or capture a flag, in my understanding, you don't get more honor than the whole group. The whole faction gets the same honor, but it's really cool because your name gets called out. And Santos captured the flag. Oh, he's so late. <laughs> that's, that's the only <laughs> advantage that I see for that one. Is that so? Basically. That's true. The whole uh, team shifts the points. So, uh, your glory is just your name popping up on the screen, but yes, all the points are uh, divided. So. Yeah, no extra honor for that. Too bad, though. It is too bad. No, it used to give extra honor, and then... No, it caused... It's better that it doesn't, because then people would fight over who would have yeah, it. Yeah, people would fight over it. Oh, yeah, that's true. So they just took it away. Now it's just group honor. I need to get some guy with no PvP gear trying to grab the flag, which still happens. I do that all the time. I have no PvP gear, but I take it because no one else uh. does, and I still get it to die. <laughs> People are so lazy. I can get it there with, like, zero resilience as a rogue. I can still run it across and get it there because no one will... They just don't care. No one picks up the flag anymore. Uh, don't, don't get me started on rogues. But You're like you the will thing. die as soon as anyone gets on you. You can't stealth while you I know it. I can't, or I drop it. I've done that before. <laughs> okay, number two. Do you get more honor for getting a killing blow in Battleground? Let's see. I don't think you get more honor for killing blows, but I think that at the end, when you see the scoreboard, you do get a higher status on that for some reason, um, it, which I think is silly. So it would say things like, um, Santos got number two. He's so elite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do get more uh, 
well, not killing blows, but more enemies engaged, I think is the way that they count it. You don't actually have to kill the guy, just as long as you assist it. Okay. Yeah, as long as it's in range, I think it's like 40 or 50 yards. Like, up yeah. Getting the so. And then they yeah, space that out for like... If you're not in combat, then I don't think you get it. But... Number three. What determines how much honor you get in a battleground when you kill someone? I always see HK grunt and HK and Scout pops up also. What does that mean? Is that what rank the other person was? And di do you get more honor for killing that person? Uh, here's my understanding of that. Uh, there's, there's certain things that determine honor. Um, and coincidentally, that's sometimes why you see the things come up like that with Scout and the different levels you are. I My understanding is if you're a Scout and you de defeat an opponent that's a Scout or higher, like let's say you're up against a Marshal, if you defeat them, you get more honor for that. And the higher the level of the rank you defeat, the more honor you get. And also, it, it has something to do with the amount of damage you do to them and the number of times you've killed them before, if I understand that. This is true. Uh, it's just really, really the way Blizzard did this, because just recently they just added the honor, uh, not the honor, but the titles back for Battlegrounds and, you know, Rated Battlegrounds mm -hmm. to get your High Warlord and stuff like that. But before that, um, yeah, if you didn't have it, you would never get it. You would, wouldn't have the chance to get it again. So if you were stuck as Scout and you never got a chance to get your High Warlord, you'd be a Scout forever. So, yeah, I don't know why they kept that in there. Yeah, those ranks aren't from Manila, as far as I know. Like, I haven't read anything about where they get it from. Just because almost every kill is a ranked kill. So I can't believe that there are that many vanilla tunes still playing. Just because those ranks don't really exist until the end of the arena season. That's the thing. The uh, All the scouts you see are the people that didn't get any uh, vanilla rank, like back in the day when we were collecting. My character is like a sergeant major, just because I played like back then, and I was a sergeant major all through Wrath of the Lich King, and uh, you know, there's nothing I can do about my rank in Wrath of the Lich King because there's no way to make it go up. So if you killed me in Wrath, then you get uh, the points for killing a sergeant major. If that makes any sense. I see. Wemmick is a marshal. He was like one of two or something. Yeah, he's he's pretty bad at. So, so. that's I guess his forever, or I, I don't know. No, like, uh, everyone who earned their title of Vanilla gets to keep it. Reintroduce the old ranks, like, suppose everyone's gonna keep their old titles. Oh, that's good. At least you won't lose that. But it is a little bit frustrating, like Zan said. I mean, he's forever a Sergeant Major. Forever and ever. I tried to get as high as I could, but I was only, like, I wasn't level 60 yet before they, uh, <laughs> that. I know, same here. I wasn't level 60 oh. yet either. Oh. And I just, like, that's all I did at the end of Vanilla once they said that, and... I just couldn't get hired just because warlords were like nuts. It was so crazy. Okay, let's talk about the article. I have an article by Kim Van Horn who wrote uh, about Warcraft beginner tips um, for PvPers. Or this is what I like to call why I suck at PvP. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. Let me read a little bit of that article and then you guys can comment and tell me if you agree with the author. Okay, she says, maybe you're new to the player versus player or PvP in World of Warcraft and you'd like to hone your skills or take down your opponent. Here are a couple starter tips to help refine your game and take it to the next level. Number one, use the mouse. I know what you're saying, how could that make that much of a difference? I thought the same thing until I started to use a mouse to control my turning. Right away I could feel my character turning at a quicker pace than previous and I was using the keyboard to, when I was using the keyboard to control my every direction. You need to remember your character movement plays a vital role in your PvP success. Number two, key bindings. 
One of the first bad habits you need to change in World of Warcraft playstyle is not to be a mouse clicker. Mouse clicking is okay in a non-PvP environment, but it's the hardest thing to do when your opponent is being operated by another human instead of computer artificial intelligent. intelligence. Uh, 3. Limiting spells Have you ever seen those screenshots where a person has every spell imaginable on their action bars? Not only does this make it difficult to bind each one to a key, but it can be taxing on you to learn them. You will notice when you PvP there are only certain spells or talents you use. These are the ones you need on your primary bar. And if you use an add-on like Bartender, you can set certain parameters to auto-hide bars when you're in combat. Uh, number 4. Macros are your friend This may be the hardest thing you learn and have, can have the biggest change in your experience. A macro allows you to do a variety of things, uh, so there can be times when you, you will need to recode your macros down the road. Remember, PvP starts with baby steps. You're not going to be the best right out of the gate, and there are other players who have spent years honing their skills in World of Warcraft. If you take the time to practice and use this simple PvP strategy, you'll begin the path to a better experience. In my opinion, I think those are all really good things. They're the things that I have difficulty with when I'm PvPing, because I still do the W-A-D-Z or whatever that is. You know? <laughs> like, I don't use... I have a mouse with 12 buttons on it, but I don't seem to ever what? use them. What? <laughs> I know. Wow. Wow. I don't really use them. I mean, I use... Like speedless. Yeah. Well, I have a scroll wheel, which I use for um, my tricks of the trade and my kick and things I need to do immediately, but I don't use the other buttons very much, and it's... It's bad, I know. So, um, other than that, and trying to target people, that's kind of, I think, the biggest downfall I have when I when I PvP. What do you guys think about that article? Do you agree or no? Uh, yeah, the article uh, knocked a lot of it out. What do you I, yeah, I, I agree with it. As a healer, it's... it's when I'm DPSing, it's actually easier to use my mouse to, to move. But as a healer, just because you're so used to like killbot or grid depending on preferences like it you end up using keyboard a lot so what i did to train myself is in heroics which are generally easy at most gear levels now like just doing the normal heroics mm -hmm. just turn those keys off like turn off the wsd completely and just move your mouse and generally speaking there it's not a huge deal as a raid or an arena where if you fail like everyone's gonna you imagine you're gonna get kicked or something like that. There's more room for air. I see. So if you learn to move around there, like then once you're in other places, you can turn those keys back on. Just because every once in a while, you're in arena, just because I have to click kill someone and, and I still need to, to move. But once you once you get rid of that crutch, like it helps out so much because you won't think of that as your only movement key. But most DPS have most of their stuff binded. Good at all. So, do you use your left mouse button to move forward? Is what you're saying? Like, yeah, like generally speaking, I I use my mouse to move and and to turn. Like, uh, for forward, I normally just use W, just because I like to keep my mouse where my uh, heel bot is. Because mm -hmm. why well, use heel bot personally? And just for turning, I generally don't. But to teach myself that, just because as a healer, I was very used to raids and in raids you can turn your back. You never really have to move as a healer. As long as you're real <laughs> But I really turn those off for regular heroics just so I get into that habit of, of moving with my mouse. See, I'm used to turning with my mouse, but I, up until um, about the middle of Cataclysm, was playing on a Mac, and there are no like left and right click buttons on a Mac. It's just the mouse and one button. So I'm not used to the whole... I just learned from Vanilla WoW to go forward with the W, and I'm just used to it. 
So I have to, I definitely have to work out of that because there's things my left hand needs to be doing with all the rest of these keys rather than hitting the W. And it's really hard to break that habit. It is. Uh, what Greg said is pretty true. I had to do the same thing to uh, break my habit of it, doing it in raids and five mats and even BGs, just, uh, you know, bringing your left hand away from them freaking W keys or whatever it is to turn around. And I actually turned mine into different keys for a couple of days just to <laughs> like teach myself like <laughs> if i push w i'd like accidentally blow a cool down and i didn't want to do just to say okay don't push that button but it took a while and uh i guess the only other two things you could add to that is add-ons are probably a big thing in arena mm -hmm. uh some people say they really aren't but like gladius is a big one uh it's just, uh, it's, I guess if you use Hillbody Grid, it's just like that for just your enemy bars because it shows uh, what spells they're using and stuff like that. If you're going to use any one add-on, because some people just don't like add-ons, uh, that'd be one to get. Uh, what's the other one? Interrupt Bar. It's also uh, a good one. Yeah, I like that. I like the cooldown um, timers on my buttons as well so that I don't sit there and hit it and hear I don't have enough energy or I don't this or I don't that. And I'm going, why? Why can't I interrupt? <laughs> <laughs> like Omni CC, yeah. Or tell me when's a good way that I use. Uh, it just lets me know because I'm paying attention to so many things at one time when I'm arenaing or even battleground sometimes. But it just keeps your mind from tunneling because that's like the worst thing you can do in arena. It's just to focus and not worry about what else is going on. Like where's where's my healer? Where's my the DPS? Where's their healer? Where are their two DPS? What are they using right now? It's just so much going on at once. You can't really. Uh, wrap your brain around everything without having some sort of HUD <laughs> other than the yes. other than the Blizzard UI, you know. That's why so, I like Battlegrounds, but not Arena so much. Like the two V two team was very stressful for, to me because I just always felt like I could not be fast enough. What were you gonna say? Well Glad is good for that too, just because you don't have to change your focus or your target to, to cast spells or do interrupts mm -hmm. or, or CC anyone. So like it, it's more or less essential for Arena. Just because it makes things that much faster. In Arena, reaction times count. Yes, it's a good training tool, definitely. Okay, um, I was going to ask you this earlier, Xanthos, and I, I think I still want to ask. We've talked before, but what is your thought on people in the military being attracted to the PvP side of World of Warcraft? Do you think that that's a tie, or is that something that I just seem to be viewing a lot myself? I'm going to put this... Uh little speech out there being in the greatest military in the world uh, there you go. <laughs> we have a uh, we have this thing born in us i guess just to win i don't know maybe it's just the competitive side of most guys in general but i think just the win and destroy things are kind of things <laughs> that we just like to do so we should say that you're if you want to that you're in the air force and it's one of those things that uh i think I mean, most people are pitting themselves against quests or against the environment, but, you know, I would guess that a lot of people that are in the military just kind of take joy in, in practicing the sort of, you know, sport of PvP against other people and sort of testing themselves. Yeah, there are some hardcore raiders, too. I think uh, it goes on both sides. I think just military guys just get into the game in that general just because it takes you away from the stressful life that we actually have that you know behind the scenes most civilians really don't see but it's really crazy being in the military i mean just being at work for you know 24 7 
seven days a week. It's not something they say in commercials. It's actually how we live. So uh, just being able to get into a game and kind of just, you know, throwing yourself in there. Just a second life to get away from all the crap going on. It's a good way to do things, I guess. Yeah, I've heard that from some other people that have been on the podcast that, you know, there are options that you could take at the end of the day to sort of uh, get your yourself out of your head. And some of them are less healthy than getting into yeah. and, and, you know, pairing up with your friends and running into arenas or, or something, you know. Yeah, definitely. Because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, going to the bar, you know, playing wow, you know, some choices like that. Mm-hmm. It's like the better choice in the long run. But I mean, it's no substitute for getting out and hanging with real friends and having real fun. I'm not saying that. I'm just, you know. Right. Well, Goshen, Santos, we're getting ready to wrap up. Is there anything that you feel like you'd like to add to the conversation you didn't get a chance to say? Or anything you'd like to just, in general, add to the podcast before we close? Um, I guess for the best, uh, well, the most part, I guess the best thing you could probably do to get better in pvp is just to read up on it and ask questions ask questions and don't be afraid for uh people <laughs> to tell you that you suck or <laughs> what you're doing wrong because you can only get better that's how i got better uh i'll ditto the asking people generally speaking most top like most of the good arena players aren't complete bad people <laughs> they have a really good attitude and they're willing nice to give advice so if you're like Ask them, like, how to be good. Generally speaking, they're all pretty cock-of-the-walk kind of guys, and they'll generally tell you what you need to do to be good. Um, also, just going back to the article you mentioned about key bindings, um, I know a lot of players are very used to mouse clicking. Just because I played a healer from the low until now, it was very easy to be a good healer and, and click on mouse as long as you're on PvP. I would just say set up at least one keybind and then start to use that. And once you realize how much easier it is and like moving your mouse around, it'll you'll just start to add more and more until that's all you're using or that's most of what you're using anyway. That's so, very true. Like if you have yeah. a, a mouse that has 12 buttons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just start with one. Just literally start with one and see where it goes. Yeah, I mean, I have all of my one through zero is full of things and all the rest of that stuff. But there are times when uh, I found even just the littlest thing, like the scroll wheel kick is on the scroll wheel, or, you know, forward and then back is, you know, tricks of the trade. It's that much quicker. You know, I can actually get the interrupt off that way rather than hitting four like I used to. And it seems silly, but just, you know, moving your hand is much quicker than having to reach over to the keyboard and hit a button. So little things I'm sure would really make a difference in, and being a better uh, arena person. Don't use a three mouse, like a three button mouse. That's pretty useless for anything in WoW. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm guessing it is. (laughs) Well, Santos, Goshen, thank you very much for being on the show. It's been uh, really fun and very educational for me. So I would like to say thank you to my sponsor, MapHook. Please join my group, The Gray Area Podcast, on MapHook. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can click on the sponsor link on my homepage. Join me on Twitter as Gray Area Podcast and join the conversation daily. You can also visit Genesee.com to add to the discussion on this episode. If you have any gray areas in your relationships or you need a new perspective, you can email me your questions at GeneseeGray at Yahoo.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week with a new episode.